Hey, and welcome to another nightcap. What's a nightcap? Well, it's a way to end your day with some friendly conversation and or a drink. These are typically streamed live on Periscope by the same name, but I also record them and upload them here so that those of you who prefer to just listen to this on your favorite podcast platform of choice can also do that. So let's get to a small, short little advertisement, and then we'll be on with the episode. As always, thank you so much for stopping by. Everybody, welcome once again to yet another 11 p.m. nightcap. Now, the event that nobody joins, today's is going to be a little bit more sedate. I'm feeling quite relaxed. Um, I had a bit of a situation or an event uh, that happened today. I wanted to stop and <clears throat> clear my mind a little bit after work. Uh, so I went and had dinner, and then, as it were, I initially was going to go sit outside in a park, read a book for a little bit, uh, have a cigar, relax. We had some good uh, thunderstorms that came through, some good rain. So instead I decided, uh, I think I'm going to go to a cigar lounge instead and have a couple sticks, have a couple drinks, read a little bit over there. And uh, as it usually does uh, when I go to a cigar lounge, it spurned some conversation with some people there, which again is the whole point and why this whole thing is listed as basically being a cigar uh, lounge style atmosphere. Uh, I typically, if I don't go there with a friend, I typically sit at the bar and uh, you can find some good conversation with people at the bar top. Now I realize that there are a lot of people who just want to be left alone and don't really want to converse. Maybe you're socially shy or anxiety. I have social anxiety. I respect that and I totally get it, but I like listening for some other conversations and then trying to strike up some sort of a conversation. So I talked with one fella who rolls his own cigars uh, himself. That was pretty cool. Uh, talked to the woman that was serving drinks there uh, for a little bit about some of her favorite cigars and just what she had going on that was sort of pleasant and peaceful as well. So, you know, like the whole idea of bar culture, um, for me it's a little bit of a social experience. Uh, it's not always just about the spirit itself, but it's about talking to some other people and having a sort of a relaxed uh, time out. <clears throat> so it's nice. Um, you know, I feel uh, 
a little relaxed given uh, that experience that's always very calming to me. So, I don't know if this is so much going to be topical as I'm just going to ramble and rant for a little bit, but, yeah, you know, when you go to a bar like that, look for other people who, I don't know, even if they're watching sports, maybe you talk about sports, but, um, you know, you kind of pick up on the social cues of the people who absolutely want to be left alone, or some of those folks who seem like maybe they're actually okay and would kind of want to talk to you a little bit. Uh, I feel like that's a good exercise to give yourself the ability to converse uh, sort of with people that you don't necessarily know and learn how to be a learn how to be a gentleman, learn how to be a lady, and uh, you know, be charming. Um, you might look at me and go, "This dude looks like he would break your legs." What does he know about charming? But um, you know, it's, a, it's an important social skill to have, whether that's business or coming into new romantic relationships or even just friends. I feel like a little bit in the era of social media, people have potentially forgotten how to, um, I don't want to say act, but I think kind of. You know, there used to be a thing that was like, in the rules of etiquette, when you came as a guest to somebody's house, you didn't talk about religion, you didn't talk about politics, you didn't talk about sex. Um, maybe you could remove the sex out of the equation, depending, but religion and politics tend to be personal. People tend to have strong opinions about things, and realistically, until you feel comfortable around somebody... I would just say that's not really a good opener, uh, at least not until you sort of know whether that person is going to be open to dissenting opinions, um, or until you yourself just have a, uh, you know, sort of an appreciation in that regard of, um, you know, having that ability to, to, to talk or disagree or whatever it is, you know. Jeez, my tablet is now just blowing up with fucking... Um, so, you know, that's a... Like I say, it's an important thing to have to learn how to... I don't know, just be nice. Uh, you know, when you're out and you're sharing a, a, an experience like that, you know, find some other stories to share. The... News and the media, greater at large, I feel like typically wants you to do nothing but talk about politics and potentially religion and that sort of thing because it gets people drummed up. And especially like, you know, you got a nice drink, you don't want to get worked up. I mean, maybe you do, but I feel like most people go there because they want to enjoy a friendly face and have a friendly conversation. Maybe you can talk about a movie. But like sports, that used to be, in a certain sense, a bit of a common ground for sports. In back at a company that I used to work with, there were two other fellas there who didn't care about sports, didn't get sports, didn't like sports. The whole nine yards. And I, I get it. I know that that's not for everybody. Absolutely. 
But there is a, a thing about sports. You have score, the players, strategies. It's, it's kind of neutral ground, at least in a little bit of a sense. So, you know, maybe you strike up a conversation about gardening, about things you've grown in their garden. I know right now a lot of people, whether they're out of work or because the areas you live in have been sort of closed down, there isn't as much to do. So a lot of people have turned to gardening and have turned to landscaping work. Maybe ask them some questions. Maybe talk about that. You never know. You might run into somebody who's very good at that and can provide some advice. Um, maybe talk about... Uh, Vehicles, cars, maybe talk about uh, pets or, I don't know, artwork, things you recently did, you know. Uh, talk a little bit about the Detroit uh, Institute of Arts where I was recently at. It's good practice to get into that sort of a thing because... Learning how to speak to people, especially if you do grab the attention of most of the people at the bar top. It gets you comfortable sort of speaking in front of other people. So that if you have to do that, again, in business, or perhaps at your church, or even let's just say it's a toast for a retirement party, um, or a birthday, or a wedding... You'll be way less intimidated if you get used to that sort of a skill of talking to people that it's not an intimate one-on-one. -on -one. I was fortunate in that regard to have taken a business communications class uh, back in the day when I was in school. And while I initially thought that that class was going to be a waste of time, I actually think it was kind of invaluable in a sense I had a friend of mine where we did one of these nightcaps and he seemed very energetic uh, when he kind of joined in. I asked him some questions, but realized after the fact, I think part of his energy towards it was uh, adrenaline nervousness at being put on the spot, sort of in front of a camera, knowing that, hey, you're potentially watching something that could be seen by who knows how many people. And he remarked to me afterwards that maybe the next time, hey, you know, if, if you know, we were going to hang out and it was going to get later, that he would prefer to not be on the nightcap, quote, unquote. And I apologized to him and said, I didn't really want this to put you on the spot. I didn't mean for that uh, to be something that would cause you stress. But I realize now that can definitely be stressful for a whole lot of people. Maybe it's that you aren't necessarily comfortable in leading or directing a conversation or that without a script and without research, you find yourself struggling to find things to say. So all of those concepts are, I think, difficult. There is a sense now on... Um, how do I phrase this? I think a lot of correspondence and a lot of communication now happens over text. When you're dealing with text, you can obviously curate your words and take the time to really think about what you want to say. I'm not saying everybody always does. Sometimes people get themselves into hot water 
with the things that they text as a matter of fact. But you can use some of the same techniques when you speak or when you're talking using your voice. For example, you may have noticed that at the moment being a little calmer maybe and a little smoother in the way that I'm speaking I've tried to eliminate the ums and uhs from what I'm saying part of the way that you do that is you realize or you get used to the fact that when you're talking in front of a group of people you can pause that those pauses allow people to consider your words and to think it may seem like an eternity to you when you do pause to think of such a thing to say but actually it makes you seem in a certain sense more confident because you're okay in the knowledge that with a brief pause you aren't going to lose the room you aren't going to have people get in uh, uninterested in what you say and thusly tune out to your conversation so it takes practice I don't practice that I don't think as much as I honestly would like to because I kind of enjoy it if I'm 100% honest I think possibly that's why I've continued to do these nightcaps fairly consistently every night I've been off a few nights where either I was tired or just felt like I really didn't have much to say. But I don't write down any show notes for these. I sit down and pretty much make them up on the fly. Maybe I have an initial idea of something I'm going to talk about. But I typically don't overthink it and prefer instead to just let that out stream of consciousness style. Even if I was going to do that, though, you could pause like I'm pausing now, make it seem a little less chaotic. I feel, as somebody who's listened to people talk for a long time, I don't like when there's a lot of ums or uhs. There are a lot of conversational bridge cues. Words or phrases that people use when they're trying to think of what to say, one of them is, you know, I catch myself often saying, you know, I don't know if that's a regional thing, but I hear it a lot from others as well. It can be very difficult to try to eliminate all of those little conversational bridge cues from what you say. It's one thing, I think, that separates, for example, actors and written dialogue and speech. For example, I would ask you, when was the last time that you watched a movie and some of the actors said, um, or uh, or you know, or like a whole heck of a lot? They typically don't. So I would ask you, does that make that more or less realistic in terms of conversation? I know it's pos uh, popular for a number of reasons, but the show Rick and Morty 
I really enjoy Rick and Morty. In one sense where I feel like Rick and Morty does a better job with dialogue than a lot of even main Hollywood studios and movies is that the characters sometimes kind of stutter. They sometimes trip over their words. They interrupt each other a little bit. They get frustrated with their own ability to elucidate a thought. There's a lot of, Rick, this is bullshit, Rick! I mean, that's kind of how people tend to really talk, especially when they're agitated. They don't talk in these finely curated sentences where they don't have those bridge words, they don't stutter, they don't gesticulate wildly with their hands, that sort of thing. I know that a lot of people find that probably annoying. So, that's an interesting concept to me, talking, speaking with strangers, the ability to start up a conversation without any other introductory reason for having a conversation with someone. I realize, again, a lot of people want to just be left alone, and that's fine. But you read those cues too. So that's always been sort of fascinating to me. I wish, in a way, I could go back in time and retake that class and maybe even pay attention to it a little more. Or even I had thought at some point it would be neat to give presentations and talks like that. I've done some public speaking. When I used to travel for work every now and then, you would either read intros to people, uh, do introductory statements, cue things up for other speakers. And so yes, you had to go out and you had to be very confident and you had to appear not nervous. It's typically easy to tell when somebody is very nervous or afraid when you're speaking up there. And that's only something that can be eliminated through either a whole lot of confidence or a certain measure of experience. So try it. Practice it, maybe, and play around with it a little bit. Next time you go out, especially if you're going to go out by yourself, find a spot where there's fairly friendly company and exercise those muscles a little bit. Your, your intrapersonal communication style muscles, especially with people you don't know. You may be surprised. I found some interesting contacts that way, some interesting local resources that way. I found a local resource tonight. I can't really talk too much about what it is, but I did get an interesting line on something, and that just happened through overhearing conversation, asking some questions, and building up a rapport. It's a great big world out there with a whole lot of people, a whole lot of ideas and things to potentially share. And as long as you don't treat all of that with a certain level of aggression, and you take the time to choose your words, to choose the things that you want to say, 
to listen. Part of that speaking process is really listening to the other person that you're talking to. Truly make yourself interested in what they have to say. So I think that's probably going to be tonight's topic, honestly. It's already moving a little bit towards 11.30. I think I will probably try to hang in here for another seven minutes or so and finish this up. I don't know if this would have been better suited for Periscope instead of Instagram Live. I continue to waffle back and forth on the two platforms. It has been interesting to me to do things like this on Instagram where, to reiterate, I had some cigars and had some drinks and I posted those along with some hashtags and I got a lot more interaction and a lot more feedback on some of those on Instagram than I did in Twitter and I don't really even have that many followers on Instagram. I don't really even have that many followers on Twitter to be honest. But I feel like there's a little bit more of the ability on Instagram to look for things that you like and want to respond to. As opposed to Twitter, where I almost feel like Twitter has become a platform where everybody just wants to shout and speak. To speak rather than to listen and to propagate or or scream out some point rather than set an idea or a thought or a concept and let other people sort of react. Maybe that's, maybe that's bullshit, I'm not sure. But that's what it sort of feels like to me anyway. So we'll see how that goes. In terms of the rest of the week, I have a potentially very cool interview coming up with someone that's potentially going to happen tomorrow. We haven't really nailed down a time for it yet. And then two others, people that I've talked to before, the phenomenal author, in my opinion anyway, Scott West, and then my good buddy at Flexology 101, who pairs up movies and drinks for your enjoyment. So a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of things happening out there. and We'll see how that all pans out and how it rolls through for the rest of the week, but... This was only Monday, so we got a whole rest of the week, work week rather, in front of us. I hope you found this episode particularly informative, and maybe it makes you think a little bit. As always, I would love to hear your feedback, so you can hit me up on Instagram, Cigargoyle Lounge, or on Twitter, Cigargoyle underscore. And I would love it if you subscribed to the Cigar Goyle Lounge podcast. The majority of which tend to be the recaptures of these nightcaps, but also when I do these interviews, I tend to post them on there as well and not live stream them. Because again, I understand that that makes some people uncomfortable. That all being said, wherever you are and wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, I hope you have a nice night. We will talk again soon. So until then, 
Zero Buddy CG. Have yourself a good night. Take care. Take it easy. I'll see you again soon. Good night.